0: Today, we close out our series on the Copley Woods abductions. We'll pick back up with Kathy Davis, discuss more strange encounters she had, and her ongoing meetings with Bud Hopkins. We'll then review two transcripts of Kathy's hypnosis sessions with Bud, and learn about her weird dreams, and about hybrid babies. Finally, we'll give some final thoughts on what to make of all this. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you're on the fence about the credibility
1: of alien abductions, stick around. Tonight's episode will likely leave you there, and probably with a lot more questions than answers. This is Necronomapod.
0: ...segment of society that does. Is that refusal in part based on fear? Well, of course, it depends on the person. I certainly think fear has a lot to do with it. But also, the human mind just wants to say no to certain unthinkable subject the human mind there are some things the human mind will not will not accept I cannot exactly. accept that it that is so wrong so the concept of alien life form for, for a lot of us is just we I refuse to accept that yes you see I'm because a- if it's <laughs> true because if it's true I mean if it, if things start to tumble for a lot of the us the world would change drastically and uh, it's it's a kind of upsetting idea to imagine if this idea were uh, being officially promulgated by a government You know what's not fun? Getting old yeah. and just like having random parts of your body start hurting. Oh, is that so? It's true, man. <laughs> I mean, you probably could tell us about it too. <laughs> I could tell you all about it. I'm at the point now where every time I get out of bed, my right ankle is extremely stiff and it hurts to walk on. And I have to limp around for about five minutes before it loosens up and feels better. I have never had an ankle injury in my life Hmm. right ankles like hey fuck you it's been 36 hard years i'm over this why don't you give me more support and stop wearing those fucking chuck all-stars that you wear all the time walking around like you're goddamn barefoot those shoes are not very comfortable if you're walking no yeah
1: can't i can't do it yeah i was never able to wear those because they never made those in wide size and finally last year they started making them in wide so that's all i wear yeah everywhere they're now.
0: sweet shoes.
1: But I've been waiting my whole life to wear them.
0: <laughs> they, got, they, they came out for uh, a... <laughs> motherfuckers took a long time to make a wide size. There's no support. And there's no, no cushion uh, for your feet. Yeah, if you're doing a lot of walking, you got to wear something else. I wonder if you could add
1: some like gel, Dr. Scholl's gel packs or something to those to make them a little more comfortable or supportive. But if they're already snug on you, are they still going to fit? I don't, I don't know. I don't have all the
0: answers. I'm just asking <laughs> questions. I don't want your ankle to hurt anymore. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I live with now. It's just, that is my life now. Every morning, I got five minutes of ankle pain. I have that too. I think I probably had a bad sprain on an ankle years
1: ago that never got fixed. It probably healed wrong, and it hurts a lot sometimes. Really, like it feels like it's
0: broken. Yeah, but at least you can pinpoint it back to something. Maybe. Yeah. I've never had any injuries or issues with my ankles.
2: I've been buying that old man cream for years from my wreck. I have all that arthritis like and shit.
0: Blue Emu or whatever. Dude, that's exactly
2: what I'm talking Is about. Is it? Yeah. Blue Emu. Yeah. For my I hips. love their
0: ads. It works well and it doesn't stink.
2: It, like, I mean, that's they, accurate. It's that's, true.
0: They're a big sponsor in NASCAR. So I always hear like Richard <laughs> Petty reading these commercials. And like, that's always like their tagline. Yeah. It works great and you won't stink. I'm like, okay.
1: It Is it that like the Biofreeze? Because I use the Biofreeze.
2: Yeah. It's like that same uh, kind uh, of muscle stuff. Lidocaine. Yeah. yeah.
0: Where do you put yours? Like your shoulders? Your my hat? hips. Oh, your hips?
2: Yeah, because I broke. That's what it all broke was my hips. And it mm. works, though? hmm Yeah. Wow. But yeah, dude, I'm I'm like a straight-up fucking old man. Like, for <laughs> real. <laughs> mm. This is the
0: worst opening conversation <laughs> we've ever had. People are like, I used to admire these guys and, you know.
1: Look here, see? This what <laughs> you have to look forward to, it, see? i <laughs> talking about
2: or muscle creams and... I'm going to get some white New Balance and some white tube socks (laughs) and start wearing. Jean
0: shorts, go mow the grass Mm -hmm. with wearing that. Um, If you hear a little bit of an echo tonight, we hope you don't, but we're having some uh, painting done here in the studio, so all the signs and pictures that are usually up are not there, so a little bit more of an echo in the room, at least for us. Hopefully, it doesn't carry over on the microphones, but we apologize. It's just, you know, bear with us for one episode uh, if you do hear the echo. We'll try to talk. Directly into the microphone speak so. like this right into the microphone. There you go. Perfect Dave's into the, voice. Dave's and do the whole episode like that. And then the alien penetrated my <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and this just became an Iraq. <laughs> so, all right, well, what are we talking about?
2: So where we left off on part one, Kathy Davis was experiencing reality bending scenarios where she wasn't sure if these experiences were real, if they were dreams or if she was just going crazy. UFO researcher and author Bud Hopkins took on her case and using hypnotic regression, along with interviewing people around Kathy, he started to get to the bottom of of what was going on. Where we left off on part one specifically was when Kathy got home from going grocery shopping, there were drinks in the house, but she wanted a Diet Pepsi, like had this craving to go turn around, go right back out for a Diet Pepsi. Um,
0: And Dave told us about how much he loves Diet Pepsi at that point. Right. Disgusting. I heard from some Pepsi fans this week. Yeah? You're all wrong. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear from any anti-diet pop fans like myself? No. uh uh-uh. No. People seem to love diet soda. I don't get it. I used to not like it, but then... I guess if you just drink I'm it enough over and over, you just get... It's an acquired taste, and you yeah. just get used to it.
1: I made a conscious decision at some point a long time ago. I'm like, I can't drink. keep drinking all this Coke. I got to switch to... Diet Coke. You just kind of force yourself. That's pretty much what I did. And now I love it. It's the greatest thing I've ever put in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have Pepsi people coming after you again. Uh, Pepsi. I I pray that the Pepsi Cola company goes out of business and they stop making that horrific (laughs) product. Because every time I I go to a restaurant (laughs) and you order Diet Coke. Oh, is Pepsi okay? No, motherfucker. It's not okay. <laughs> so It's what are disgusting. You,
0: get you just get up water instead?
1: I just say, yeah, it's okay.
0: Oh, so you're like, fine, <laughs> okay. I don't like it, though. I think I prefer, well, it just depends if I'm talking regular Pepsi or Coke. I would take a regular
2: Pepsi before a Diet Pepsi.
0: I do like Pepsi, but Fountain Coke is so good. I don't know. The end. Oh, Fountain Diet Coke. The greatest thing that I think
1: God font, has ever invented. Fountain <laughs> Coke, too, though, in general, is, is really good.
2: So, anyways, go ahead, Ian. So, she went to the convenience store. What she thought was a 7 Eleven. That was
1: weird, dude. Yeah. A mind simulation. That was a weird, weird
2: little scenario. She walked in. The, ca- the cashier wasn't the normal cashier. No. And then when they got out, she was like, oh, wait, it's like really fucking bright. Like the store, the windows are all lit up, they're real big. Like the aliens representation of what
0: they thought a convenience store looks like. Right. Freaking. And then she took a sip of her soda and it was actually diet Coke. And she was like, no.
2: (laughs) 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 So moving forward on the night of November 26, 1983, Kathy had her next experience. And this time it involved her children, Robbie age four and Tommy age three. Kathy said throughout the day, she felt like something was watching her and she was just generally creeped out. She got the kids to bed with no issue until around 5 a.m. when she was woken up by Robbie screaming at the top of his lungs. Kathy rushed into his room, picked Robbie up, took him to her room, and started to comfort him with the whole, you just had a bad dream, everything's fine. Robbie said it wasn't a dream, and according to Kathy, Robbie replied with, quote, Mommy, a man with a big head came in my wall and went in my closet and kept going back and forth, and he wouldn't let me move. He had lights around his head. The man wanted Tommy, and he wouldn't let me move. <laughs> More eye smiling, right? mm
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like two months later from that last um, occurrence that we talked about. Like, right. That was terrifying enough. Like, what she's been doing for two months? Not sleeping. Right. Like, could you ever
0: sleep? I would be terrified. Look, I'm on asleep. edge right now because of the painting you're having in this office, and you took your blinds down, and there is a wide open window. <laughs> it is wide open. And honest <laughs> to God, like out of the corner of my eye, I just keep looking over there because that is unsettling to me. Hello, close your blinds. We have a special <laughs> scenario tonight. Anything we can do? Like Someone can't face, close my blinds. Someone's face is just going to show up in that window. A hundred percent, that is going to happen. That'd be cool what it? I mean, <laughs> no, it if it was a it black wouldn't. eyed child you guys would come the fuck in
2: come on in stay a while put your feet up this is the part where i was talking about that it sounded like a haunting mm-hmm. like just this being roaming around their house terrifying it's gonna come up here in a little bit too more of this thing just wandering around
0: I don't know how you could ever
2: be at peace in your
0: own house. I think we talk about this every poltergeist or ghost episode, because that's kind of what this is, like a little mix of alien UFO slash like ghost with just this thing, like living in their home.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's why I think this one makes the case for ghosts or aliens. It's all the same thing, which is logical, right? Yeah, that's logical. I think so at least. And it's also logical. Like Dave said, you're not sleeping no no and that's what kathy talks about like this disrupted her whole life at walters sure, yeah. Ed walters had multiple experiences you know quote-unquote experiences right. but he would just go back to bed and that's how you know he's fucking yeah. lying
1: there was that. a paper mache uh alien uh
0: <laughs> aircraft in his in his uh, attic is not right? that the paper plates
2: pretty much <laughs> the yeah. paper
0: plate guy yeah
2: <laughs> Like yeah, he would go out and shoot his shotgun up at the sky mm-hmm. and, then and, go right back, and, yeah, and then hide in the bushes. And go right back to bed like nothing happened.
1: Get him next time.
2: <laughs> Robbie also said that the man with the big head, quote, had an invisible mouth. When Kathy asked him what that meant, Robbie said, quote, because whenever he talked to me, nothing moved. I mean, in all fairness, it could have been a ventriloquist. It could have been. Just broke in their house and yeah, was wandering around.
1: Also, <laughs> just as
0: creepy, I think
2: ventriloquist
0: just breaking into your home in the middle of the night and talking to you.
1: No, that's not me saying that. That's <laughs> just stuff in the closet.
0: It's
2: even better because like his mouth's just completely moving when he does it.
1: I'm not a trained ventriloquist, Mike.
2: After this, Kathy said she went back to get Tommy out of the room. And out of the corner of her eye, she saw a flash of light come out of the closet. But she herself says that it could have been her mind playing tricks on her because she was very creeped out by what Robbie just told her. Like she was really on edge. About a week later, Kathy went into the boys room to wake them up one morning and Tommy's pillow and his shirt were covered in blood. Kathy took him to the hospital in a panic, but everything was fine he wasn't hurt at all and he wasn't freaking out. And doctors said that Tommy probably stuck a pencil in his nose or something like that. But Kathy wasn't buying it.
1: That's all presumptuous, huh? I probably
2: shut the pencil up his nose.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sure. Doc. Okay. That's thanks. what he
2: did. Bud Hopkins theorized in his book that possibly the nosebleed was uh, from a similar procedure that Kathy recalled under hypnosis. The one where the thin tweezers were put up in her nose and Bud Hopkins says that this is just something that popped in his head. He never you know, spoke at length with, with her kids and had nothing to back up that theory. He just brought it up. Made it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came up with that on his own.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: When talking about these incidents under hypnosis, Kathy recalled something that happened to her the same night that Robbie saw the being walking back and forth from his closet. So she remembered the Robbie part, but then under hypnosis, she remembered additional details right. that happened that same. Okay. Right. Uh, this would have been after she eventually fell back asleep. During this hypnosis session, Kathy said that she was laying on what she thought was a table and she always had her eyes closed, or at least a lot of it, what she had her eyes closed for. She said that she could feel that her nightgown was still on, but it was pulled up right under her breasts. At one point, she felt relaxed, and when she opened her eyes, she saw the same typical gray alien that she had been referring to as the gray-skinned man. Again, Kathy said that a lot of this conversation came through the being's eyes. Like, it was telepathically communicating to her with feelings, to which Kathy put into her own words. The being put its hand on her stomach and asked Kathy how she was feeling. Kathy replied that uh, she was, quote, tired and crampy. According to Kathy, the being said, that's good. And at that point, another being that looked similar started rubbing her temples, and that's all that Kathy could recall. Is temples the alien word for boobies? (laughs) (laughs) The sides of her head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just clarifying. Sorry to disappoint you, Dave, but I think
2: uh, (laughs) it's not the case. So, yeah, like when she's saying that the being said that's good. That's like, it didn't actually say those words, but that's how she interpreted it. Right. How she interpreted whatever it was doing. It was like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) This would be a good video episode.
0: I think you said the same mm. thing last week. Mm. Yeah. And you know how many motherfucking people contacted us? Well, I said, I'm idea. saying the same thing this week. How about that? Mm. Oh, Smiling dude, at you with out. my eyes. <laughs> we, <guess. laughs> we do not have the technology at this moment to do that. Apologies. Now I'm frowning at you with my eyes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's furrowed his brow. <laughs>
2: Going back to Kathy's kids, fast forward a couple years to February 1986. Robbie woke up one night terrified and ran into Kathy's room. When she asked him what happened, Robbie said that there was a quote, a red tarantula crawling on his wall from questioning him. Kathy gathered that Robbie was describing some kind of like a red light with rays coming off of it. That looked like legs moving down the wall. Kathy let Robbie sleep with her. And once he was asleep, she turned on her TV and relaxed.
1: So nothing happened for three years
2: or nothing. She could remember, right? Nothing she could remember.
0: That doesn't really rule out that nothing happened. Meanwhile, she has not slept a single minute in three years. She's been a wide awake for you know, <laughs> 1,200 days. Can you imagine? <laughs> Your eyes just bloodshot. Your life ruined. Seriously, about, yeah. Yeah, like how do you go about doing anything if, if this is what you're truly experiencing and or be- believing you've experienced? Right.
1: I guess it's probably not as bad as you imagine because a lot of this was remembered in like hypnotic regression later. But some of it, she remembered enough to scare the
0: fuck out of you. Where yeah. It'd be look, tough again, to stay I in your house. I see one fucking face in that window. That's it for me. That is it. Like I'm done. You don't come back. You'll be remote from now on. Probably. <laughs> and you know where I'll be in my office in my house with my blinds closed.
2: <laughs> so after a little while, Kathy's sitting there watching TV and finally relaxed. And she noticed something out of the corner of her eye. She turned her head to look at the door, which was open And she said that she saw the small gray skinned man walking down her hallway. She said that it wasn't a flash of light or um, things like that. She thought that her mind could be playing tricks on her. She said without a doubt, she physically watched this being walk down her hallway. She said it never acknowledged her, just walked past. And she had no idea where it went. Kathy said that she grabbed Tommy out of his room and the three of them stayed in Kathy's room. And she did not sleep that night that wasn't that wasn't sleeping or anything that was just mm. you know
0: That's the scariest part of this whole story walking out down no the fucking hall. way probably fucking naked going to the fridge to go get a snack <laughs> drink milk straight out of the carton <laughs> like all fucking guys do can't take us anywhere i just don't know how you can go back to sleep at you know what i mean well, she
1: did like not you saw a fucking guy. alien walking down your hallway like how do were you even in the
2: house anymore and she talked about that she was low on money at that point because she's still with her mom, you know, mm. in that house and she wanted to get out of the house, but she didn't have any money to go get a, a motel or anything. So they just stayed in her room. Oh my God. Did her mother ever see anything? So remember the the initial letter that, uh, that she sent Bud right. Hopkins with the light and stuff and her mm. how her mom had seen the light too. Okay. Okay. That's right. Um, her mom had missing time but she never did nothing any like this, but she never did hypnosis. She didn't want to do it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is there anything to like the, the feeding into it that would make all of this worse? Like the mom maybe didn't feed into it. Didn't acknowledge it. Like, Oh yeah, I saw that light, but I'm going about my life. And then nothing else happened to her. Meanwhile, like, she you know, welcomed us. like for lack of a better word, Kathy is selling all this. So it's like, you know, more is happening like you told me when i heard those voices and you're like don't fucking acknowledge it don't make a thing of it yeah is there something I, to be said for that with aliens or not so much or is that maybe. more just that crossover kind of with the ghosts
2: i mean there's people that experience a lifelong thing like this you know that starts when they're a little kid and goes yeah. on i mean if, if they're telling the truth if that stuff real mm-hmm. and that stuff's real they were marked for you know, mm-hmm. for some reason. All right. And I think you have to be open to remembering it
1: too. Yeah. Like she went under hypnosis to remember it. And I, I think there's probably, if this is real, whatever they use to make you forget this happened probably is effective in varying degrees from person to person. What's that so, little man
0: in black pen, right? Yeah.
1: So maybe it worked better on her mother than it worked on
2: her. Well, that's what we talked about last week. We did get into that. if, maybe it's not like just these select people and it's like why were these people chosen maybe it's a lot of people just the stuff doesn't work as maybe. well on these people maybe you have
0: been abducted yeah maybe just don't know
2: it's just like those people who go
1: into surgery and then the anesthesia doesn't work all the way for them and they're claim to be wide awake and feeling everything during their surgery same thing right
0: talk about terrifying same basic idea Oh my God! Yeah, I can't even imagine. Maybe that's why your hips hurt every morning. There's every night a fucking alien is taking you from behind, <laughs> just fucking working your hips, just pounding into you. You just don't remember. I'm just saying, you don't
2: know. <laughs> you, just, you never know. You never know. It's, it's possible.
1: That's the motto of the show. Anything's possible. <laughs>
2: Me and Angie were talking about this the other night because we watched a documentary about alien human hybrids and stuff getting getting into this. And I'm like, I'm starting to think that your body never actually even goes anywhere, that there's some type of of out-of-body experience that happens that's mixed with a physical thing that we can't understand.
1: Like they just come to your house and pull the veil
2: over you kind of thing, and you're not really abducted? It's all... somehow you go to that, your mind is taken to a hmm. different okay. plane of existence, you know, a different dimension or I think something. You mentioned
0: that last week, didn't you
2: probably like recapping a lot. I
0: think we talked <laughs> about how like your physical body ago, who knows? might not actually ever go anywhere. Right. right. Yeah. I don't know. In my drunken haze, I vaguely remember hearing that because I was
2: like, oh, that's wild. <laughs> it blew my mind. I feel like I'm on DMT. <laughs> but that's, a, that's another thing like DMT, stuff like that. People mm-hmm. are like the, Clearly or like I experienced something. I there were beings here, there were physical yeah. things that I could see and talk to.
1: Look, it's just a bunch of neural connections, right? Yeah. I mean, who's to say what's real and what's not real? Vince McMahon. <laughs> I just thought if I had any forethought at all today, I would have hired I would have gave someone fifty bucks to put on a Jason Voorhees mask <laughs> and start pounding on his back window. It would have been the
0: greatest fucking thing ever god I don't damn know it how you can live like this that is just an oh like just just right there people could literally be in their house right now across the way looking in on us i can see their window <laughs> they can see us they probably could can <laughs> you imagine how jealous like listeners are like those motherfuckers across the way don't even realize what's going on in that basement <laughs> It's an award-winning podcast being recorded (laughs) down there. They just haven't gotten any awards yet. (laughs) Someday. But it's coming. Someday, man. Well, other than this guy, you know, top 40 under 40. That's true. But
2: it's kind of an award.
0: A superstar. Doesn't put any beer in my cooler, so to speak.
2: (laughs) So a couple months later, in April of 1986, all of these events kind of came together as what has been going on for all these years. So we're going to go directly off of the hypnosis transcripts for a lot of this and then kind of break down what's going on here.
0: And for my part, too, um, I think Dave's going to be doing Bud Hopkins. I'm going to be doing Kathy. There's a lot of like sighs and whispering that it says in my notes. So I'm just going to do those. Okay. Her. <laughs> you can do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my. That's not my interpretation of how she did it. Probably. Did. <laughs> I'm go, I might go full method here. I might go full method.
2: Some. Word, this is what's going to win us our uh, our first award.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will say before we get into this, that that's a criticism of Bud Hopkins that I actually agree with. Is that he's the one asking these questions? I don't think that that is great. You think they're leading questions? I or someone else should be asking them. Yeah, somebody that is not connected to this, someone that's a like an actual medical, you know, classically trained hypnotist, right? Not that a hypnotist is a doctor or anything, but you can be a doctor and know how to hypnotize people. That's a little better than just Bud Hopkins asking these questions. I think that's a fair. Awesome. Yeah. It, it throws me off a bit. I don't yeah. like that. It looks like you were feeling pain,
1: Kathy.
0: Is that so? It's really strange. <sighs> it feels like my stomach is full of hot air. Full of air. Not my stomach. My hips feel all swollen. Bloated up. Even my rectum. My female parts all across my lower abdomen. Just everything <laughs> feels like I'm... It, Dave's already <laughs> picking out <laughs> stuff that he's going to put on the fucking soundboard. <laughs> guys I'm two sentences into this it's like four pages here my female parts all across my lower abdomen just everything feels like I'm being pumped up full of air it's extremely uncomfortable it makes my legs feel kind of weird and I had been asleep and I'm feeling really relaxed and then I start to feel like I'm getting blown up like a balloon all down on my hips and everything real far down (sighs) and I can't it's my abdomen down low feels really cold. It's strange. Crawly. Crawly? Do you mean being touched or just inside or what? Just prickly. Do you open your eyes to look around? No, because I don't want to. I just want to go to sleep. Do you have any idea, Kathy, what's going on apart from how it feels? (sighs) I guess I'm just dreaming. It smells like water. It smells like salt water in here. Real strong. It's the only thing I can think of. It smells cold in here. Do you feel that this is taking place in your bedroom? I don't know. I have the cramps. It feels like my insides are moving around, like spasms or something. doesn't really hurt, but it makes my legs feel kind of cold. I just feel heavy and half numb. Have you ever felt anything like this before, Kathy? No, not quite like this. What would be the closest? When they pulled the tube out of my cesarean scar, but not quite the same. I feel numb, but I feel like I'm puckering at the bottom of my scar. I'm all puckering and it hurts, sort of. In the middle or to one side or where? More to the right, just a shade. little tiny bit, like a pinch. Just, just want to go to sleep. What just happened? Oh, well, I just don't have to worry, that's all. How do you know that? I just don't have to worry. I'm all right. Just go back to sleep. Do you say this to yourself? I'm getting used to this. This is nothing. I'm going to be fine. I'm doing good. Very good. Excellent. Are you saying this to yourself or are you saying it to me? It's just there.
1: When you told me about the dream, you said there was a part when you opened your eyes.
0: I already did. What did you see? I just, I didn't. What did you see, Kathy? Just a smile. Just a smile? I couldn't see very well. But you said something about a smile. I think that's what it felt like.
1: Like you were smiling or someone was smiling at you?
0: He was smiling at me. Well, that's different.
2: (laughs) There's some some of those questions I have an issue with. It's a little leading. Yeah, for sure. When he's asking her, what's the closest thing that... This feels like, mm-hmm. like have you ever felt anything like this before? Is not, shouldn't be asked. I don't think she had given birth. I agree.
1: Several yeah. times already. I like to get a hold of one of Mike's
0: college sluts and, and, <laughs> and, and hypnotize her and ask her some questions. I think would be really entertaining. I have never referred to any of my uh, past conquests as a slut. I apologize. I a, lovely young. That's woman.
1: a pejorative term. That I did not need to use in that fashion <laughs> any of your college
0: acquaintances sorry mike <laughs> um i mean i don't know if you want to you know hypnotize them and then watch them have a real life orgasm in front of you <laughs> go for it pal All right i'm putting out the call if any of you gals would like to be hypnotized uh, it's gonna be just like howard stern with the subwoofer when you're getting <laughs> <or going> to-
2: <laughs> after this session Bud Hopkins reached out to Dr. John Berger, who was the director of gynecology at Perth Amboy Hospital in New Jersey. Bud let Dr. Berger listen to the hypnosis tapes and asked him if anything Kathy was describing would be similar to procedures that we know of. On part one, we talked about Kathy having the large needle put into her belly button, just like uh, just like Betty Hill and Betty Andreessen had done. Dr. Berger explained that the needle and the feelings of air, like being blown up, are in pace with procedures where a woman would have uh, over-removed and fertilized outside their uterus and put back inside for an eventual normal birth. And Dr. Berger straight up says, in short, quote, test tube babies. It's a bit of a stretch, I think. I don't know.
1: I prefer the old-fashioned way of just alien (laughs) fucking When it comes to interspecies breeding like that. Like
0: they did Barney Hill.
1: Like they did. (laughs) Sort of. I mean, like we detail in our paranormal erotica series available uh, in the archives at patreon.com slash necronomopod.
0: (laughs) Stealing all my shit right there. So Dr. Berger is, is insinuating that they're just using her to create their hybrid type babies. I don't know he's insinuating that. I think Bud's leading him with,
1: hey, does this rather interesting description of what this woman's feeling sound vaguely familiar to anything you might be familiar with in the gynecology
2: department at the hospital?
0: Does Bud have an agenda here then? Is that where we're getting at?
2: I, I don't think so, me personally. I don't think so. I just don't think that Bud should have been asking those questions. I don't think that you could have somebody that really is into UFOs and really wants to prove it, mm-hmm. be the one asking questions. It should be a
1: disinterested third party. It certainly these, hurts the legitimacy of it. Yeah. I think it does.
2: Just like Betty Hill and Barney Hill, Betty and Driesen as well. You know, that those were done, done correct in my opinion. You know, you had that third party person asking the questions. Yeah.
1: Like the interviewer hypnotist should go in there sort of blind not knowing what they're asking about and just ask questions related and,
2: and see how it goes, I think. Bud Hopkins said that he never let Kathy know that he spoke with Dr. Berger or that this idea of some sort of fertilization was even on the table. Rather, Kathy herself called Bud in May of 1986 and told him that she had a really weird dream with a baby in it. She couldn't really remember anything about the dream, but Bud made note of it to talk to her about it during her next hypnotic regression session. Later in May of 1986, they had this session, and this is transcript from it.
1: You told me about a dream you had recently. It was just a dream, but you said there was a little baby in it. Do you remember that dream? Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Where were you when the dream begins? I'm in a big room It has to be a dream. I know it's just a dream, but I'm interested in hearing about it. There are nine. Do you see nine? Are you just told this or what?
0: I see two. Do you want to describe them to me? The oldest and the youngest. They want to watch me. Hold this baby. They want to feel how I love it. They want to feel how I love it. I shouldn't worry because she'll take care of it. I have something they can't give it. What is that Kathy that you have something to do with touch and the human part and they won't understand but they'll learn and they said I could name them I would choose and I pick Andrew and Elizabeth and Sarah and Peter and Caleb and Rebecca and email and Paul
2: and Larry Email. Yeah. Like we're just going <laughs> oh, like, to, I think I typed that wrong. <laughs>
0: that is what it says in the notes. Yeah. All these names. And it's it's, no, just, it's, she,
2: she, it's she, Emily. <laughs> it's
0: Emily. Let the record show the notes say email. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Emily. All right. Let me do it again then. And I picked Andrew and Elizabeth and Sarah and Peter and Caleb and Rebecca and Emily and Paul and Larry. You've got mail. Are Andrew and Elizabeth, the two that are there, Andrew and Emily,
1: Kathy is suddenly very agitated. I calm her. It's just a dream. Kathy, just a dream. Dreams are funny. All sorts of things happen in dreams. It's okay. What happened, Kathy? It's better to tell me about it. What happened? They just left. They were here and they just disappeared. Do you mean Andrew and Emily? Yes.
0: But you held Andrew? Yes. Tell me a little bit about holding him. I held him close up to my breasts and just cuddled him, his tiny head. It was so pitiful. I held his head in my hand. I kissed him on the head. He was all pale. He looked dead, but he wasn't. Does he look like a little newborn baby or a little older or what? He looked like an old man and he looked so wise. I looked in his eyes. He was so smart, more wise than anybody in the world. And he understood my touch and he felt strong again. That was the way he responded to you.
1: You made him strong. My touch. Kathy, is Emily watching this? Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about how it seems she's responding
0: or feeling? She was just, she was learning. Is she the little girl you've seen before or is she different? She's the same taller. She's not afraid anymore. That's good. She's very curious about me. How can you tell that? Just the way she looks at me. Does she touch you or do you touch her or do you just touch Andrew? She touched my face. She wanted to feel it. She backed away now. It seemed as if when she touched my face and then pulled away, it was almost pleasant. And she wanted to touch it again, but she was a little leery. And then she settled into watching me inside and out, just like a sponge. How does the dream end, Kathy? Sometimes dreams just stop, and sometimes there's a little peace at the end. I was in the dream. I was told not to worry about him. Everything was going to be as planned. Everything was fine, and I would see them again. Do you know who it is that tells you this? That guy. Does he have a name? I can't pronounce it. It's almost a feeling rather than a name. I have to go soon, or I'll get sick, so it's time to go. So how do you go in your dream? I go to sleep. Lie down, go to sleep. I wake up in my bed, and I start writing all these names down over and over again. So prepares to wake her up, gives reinforcing suggestions. You'll have good strong feelings about this dream. Good vivid memories of Emily and Andrew. When I kissed his head, it was soft. It was real soft. Softer than Robbie's or Tommy's heads ever were. I bring her out of her trance state. That's wild, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) what is happening there
2: i also i don't like the fact that bud hopkins has her remembering these things like betty and barney hill they were the hypnotist was skilled enough in it that it's like you're not going to remember any of this when you wake up you're not going to remember anything of what we just talked about you're not going to be scared or anything, and that's what's crazy about Barney Hills is he's screaming, he's freaking out. He comes out of hypnosis, he's perfectly fine. Like, right, right, right. I didn't even think I was out, but I was, I guess. But she remembers all of it when she wakes up. Yeah, because Bud's like, I want you to remember all this. So he can write a book. That doesn't sound healthy at all. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Because Betty and Barney Hill were allowed, they listened to their tapes on their own. Yeah. they finally, It took them a while to make the decision to listen to all that stuff.
1: Did Kathy listen to him?
2: Yeah, but I would assume so. When Kathy was fully awake and relaxed for a bit, she went into detail about what she relived through hypnosis. Bud asked her about the baby she held named Andrew. Kathy said that his head was very soft, like a marshmallow, and that his head was about the size of an apple. An apple? (laughs) Bud then moved to Emily, to which Kathy said that Emily was more along the lines of a normal-looking little girl. However, Kathy did say that Emily's hair was very blonde, almost white and was very thin. Kathy said that Emily's skin was very, very pale and she had really thin lips. I was getting like a Benjamin
1: Button vibe from Andrew. Like he was old, like a baby, like an old but an, wise an old baby. Man, but a baby.
2: Yeah. Well, I think this is, we're going to talk about in a minute here about like the whole, like how your mind processes things. And all this stuff, this is just classic or what has become the classic alien human hybrid stuff. You know, there's, we don't know why they're doing it, but that is the goal is to create human hybrids. So what she's describing, they always have like white hair, uh, th- you know, thin, some of them look pretty close to human. And then some of them are kind of like the fuck ups and they look mm. too alien Maybe that's what Andrew is.
1: It's not a perfect science, right? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Especially if there was nine of them, right? I Wonder why.
1: What made them, or like, what made her get to hold these two specifically,
2: right? The artwork is very it is very unsettling to me. She drew the artwork. It just any artwork in general oh. of like alien human hybrids, like people that remember mm. those events. I I don't like those pictures at all. It's like a Men in Black type thing. Mm-hmm. They like make my skin crawl. Just like that off human type. Yeah. Yeah, it would be weird, dude. There's sure. there's a documentary called Love and Saucers on a, it's on Discovery Plus. Oh, of course there is. <laughs> there's there's a guy, you should look up his just type in Love and Saucers artwork. He has a whole saga mm. of alien human hybrid stuff. His pictures are fucking terrifying. They're absurd. There's a lot of nudity in them, but they are fucking terrifying. Oh, talking.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you had the chance to have sex with a hot alien, Mike, would you do it?
0: Why not? Of course. Oh, I agree. Would, I sure. wouldn't be afraid. Let's
2: go. Remember Antonio V.S. Boas? We talked about on Patreon, the Brazilian guy? Yes. He was all about it. Yes, that's right. He basically said, yeah, I would do that again. This was, this was awesome. <laughs> pretty good time. I back.
0: Yeah, I would be like, "Hey, alien, lay down. I'm gonna lay on top of you. We're gonna have missionary sex."
2: Yeah, he was like, "In about technic- three, three minutes, you'll be back on your UFO." Yeah, technically, he was before Betty and Barney Hill. Was it in the fifties? That guy? Yeah, like yeah, late fifties. That's right. Hmm. Yeah, he, he was all about it. He was proud of himself. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> fucking trailblazer. Back could be an alien one.
0: <laughs> so
1: alien <I>, Punani.
0: <laughs> I think we're all in agreement then, right? Three for three. We all would, of course, do a hot alien.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I do a not hot alien. Yeah? I don't know.
2: I mean, I would want to. Yeah. I need some blue. I don't shoes. know if you'd have the choice. That's also true. Yeah. They might do they you. Do doing, doing whatever they fucking say. Yeah, like doing. him with his
0: hips.
1: <laughs> we're not the advanced species in this equation
2: i don't think it's
0: true
1: we just take it <laughs> what else are you gonna do
2: bud shifted gears back towards the baby and brought up the fact that under hypnosis kathy said that he was wise and that his eyes were wide and that his eyes were wise but also threw in a question asking kathy if emily's eyes were like andrew's kathy responded to bud saying quote No, they were darker, bigger, darker, kind of purplish brown, kind of a purpley color. Yet there was something more there. I just fell into them. It's hard to describe. It's like the whole world was in this little baby's eyes. It was like, God, he knew, he knew what I felt. He just knew I can't describe it. It was so intense, so euphoric or something. So this is what we were talking about with like how your mind processes things. She's talking about this baby, how smart and you know perfect it is. Everything's amazing about this baby. But at the same time, during hypnosis, she called it pitiful. Bud Hopkins investigated other cases where similar language was used when women were shown um, these what you would assume are alien human hybrid babies or children. Bud references at least three other cases similar to Kathy's where where women talk about these babies with amazing eyes that they get lost in, in the sense of love and overwhelming good feelings. But at the same time disgust with words like pitiful being thrown around a lot during hypnosis, right alongside all the loving words. Like it's like the subconscious or your conscious is pushing through telling these women that this isn't right, or you should Hmm. be scared or it's not natural. So like your
1: conscious mind, Loves this kid. He's my kid. Of course, that's how you're supposed to feel. It's beautiful, but your subconscious
2: mind is like,
1: yeah, it's a fucking alien hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> this is gross. It's, it's, not, it's not the greatest thing.
0: It's pitiful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> pitiful is an interesting word to use in this scenario. It really
0: is. Well, it's a head the size of an apple. That is pitiful, right? Like, you know, like
1: A head the size of an apple is not great. Unless all the aliens have the head the size of an apple, but based on those drawings, they don't.
0: Maybe they start that way and then they grow into like those big ass, you know. Like, a hip
1: like they hit puberty. and gray noggins. Like that. big gray head. Okay. Maybe. It's like the season of learning when their big giant fucking alien brain grows okay. and they know everything. <laughs> you might, know how to impregnate human women.
0: <laughs> might be exactly how it works.
2: We don't know. So we talked about in part one that Kathy's real name is Debbie Jordan Cobble. She came out, you know relatively quickly after the book came out Uh, she's there's a tv appearance with her and bud hopkins she also wrote her own book called extraordinary contact a life beyond intruders i was watching her on a
1: a youtube live video it was like three days ago on ufo man (laughs) she's speaking to tim the ufo man (laughs) uFO man's an interesting
0: fellow' <laughs> it says
1: on YouTube channel then I'm assuming I guess yeah they were like streaming live UFO man
0: <laughs> she'll do just about anything
1: yeah, that's the impression I got I did learn that she was a member of Mensa though, so that's kind of impressive,
0: really yeah
1: if you don't know Mensa, you have to be like testing the top two percentile of i q tests for people in this country to join Mensa, so she's
0: smart enough to concoct a whole
2: series
0: of
1: <laughs> you know, I was just saying, passing that along I'm not passing any judgment
0: who the level of fame where you can be a, on a live YouTube with UFO man hello I'm UFO man he's like I'm UFO man <laughs> that's, that's not great I don't even know what part of those impressions he actually sounds like that you just did but both of them <laughs> repulsed me so much that I would never I will never search him uh, I feel that we're just running down UFO man
2: he might be a swell guy. I don't know. You're just shitting on this guy's fucking Barry. Sorry, pal. He's just,
0: he's just like has a fun hobby. He's living his dream. That's true. Here we are just fucking taking a dump on this guy's
1: chest. Like, well, we call it a Cleveland <laughs> steamer around here. <laughs> Look, to be fair, I didn't watch the whole thing. I skimmed a few minutes of it because I was, uh, I thought it was interesting, but it was like two hours long. I wasn't watching UFO man for two hours. We save that for Ian. That's right. Ian's UFO when man he, when if he, he wants. gets fucking high. Ian is UFO when man. He gets fucking high at two in the
0: morning. And he's like, I've been
2: watching this for two hours now. This is what I'm gonna do. Maybe I need to battle this dude for the turn or for the title of <laughs> UFO man.
0: Challenge him for his name. <laughs> like, I'm
1: UFO man. No, I'm UFO man. It's a nerd off.
2: <laughs> so I don't know. Her website talks about, you know, there's she brings up poltergeist and stuff. Her story seems to have turned into this big saga, mm. like Betty and Dresden. I don't think there's there's no money here. You know, that's a, like the real big misconception a lot of times with UFO stuff is that there's all this money involved. Like
0: from where? No one's paying yeah. for that. I think UFO it's, man's not paying. <laughs> <around that.
1: laughs>
2: I think part of the problem with that is Ed Walters. Ed Walters did get money from his story. Ed Walters was even on Oprah mm. and stuff. Like he, kind of, you know, he was making some money on that, and then it came out, you know, his paper mache bullshit <laughs> in his <All> attic. Right. <laughs> so that he really hurt stuff with that. I think. I think it depends on the scenario. Like Whitley Strieber got the communion book
1: published and all that, and he made some bucks from it. But yeah, it all depends. You know how you work the angles.
2: And if you believe what Whitley Strieber completely, like he. You know the way he tells it he's like just fucked up his whole life by mm. writing that book and and coming forward with it because his wife divorced him and all this shit yeah so because I believe in the u f o uh abduction you know that that whole phenomena, I believe her initial story I do believe in all this stuff, like okay. the human hybrid stuff I do believe in that I just think it turned it tur- took a turn somewhere here where it turned into this saga that I don't necessarily believe you think she embellished it (sighs) yeah she started getting involved with bud more to kind of enhance what actually happened I just think the basis is real like this is all like really wild shit that we've talked about the past two weeks so maybe the part
1: that she initially wrote the letter about out in her backyard kind of all that really happened but then when she started with the hypnosis with bud she then she started embellishing
2: I, no, I think afterwards. I think afterwards, you know, when she's, like I said, talking about like poltergeists and. Okay. So you believe everything a, we went over is real and happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe her whole account okay. is, is real. I just think the afterwards doesn't look great. And I do think that there is a strong possibility that some of that could have been implanted by Bud asking those leading questions.
1: Yeah. Look, fame goes to your head sometimes. Just look at Mike
2: over here yeah I mean you don't kind of. you necessarily don't have to be making millions of dollars to get an ego about yourself and no, just
0: absolutely not like I'm, to talk I'm be to a people UFO man next week <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a I fair was assessment. saving to the end but since you kind of touched on it my thought through all all this was I think kathy believes everything she's saying I don't know if it actually happened but I don't think she's I don't think she's lying or misleading anybody. Now, maybe part of that is because Bud, you know, kind of led her to think some of that stuff, but that was my thought kind of coming into this, this week was that I don't, I don't think she's openly being dishonest. I think she believes that this happened.
2: My thing with the whole alien human hybrid stuff is that like, I believe in alien abductions, just the possibility of it. So, every abduction that you ever talk about, there is some type of sexual thing going on where they're taking samples and things. So what are they taking them for? You know, and then all that comes in. If you like, I feel like I'm almost forced to believe in alien human hybrids because they have to be doing something with all that stuff. That's the logical conclusion. To right. What the stories detail. Sure. I don't find any evidence
1: to disprove what she's saying.
0: That's kind of what I, I don't
1: saying. know. She like, seems like a credible witness, I do find some of these questions leading. Yeah, And I, and I look back to the whole satanic panic, hypnotic regression stuff, and I, I don't know. This seems at least to be in the same neighborhood.
2: This when, is not great hypnosis. Yeah,
1: when you're leading people down a path and, and suggesting things to them. I mean, we all know, you know, those implanted memories in the 80s, and people went to prison, and people... You know, discovered they had been, you know, their parents were in a satanic cult and had been raping them since they were two <laughs> yeah. years old and things like that, and it just wasn't true. It was all implanted. So I don't know. Is there any of that here? I I don't know.
2: I think there's a strong case to make that it is. You know, like this isn't. I, I will, I'll say this. This is not the the UFO or the like alien abduction case that I'll you know die on that hill for. Sure. Like I'm not like a hundred percent, like I will fight and argue over this case or anything like that.
1: I think the initial letter she sent to him, I don't know that she had an agenda or anything. I think that's probably pretty believable. Yeah. I think probably some, it's possible some of the stuff was embellished in these hypnotic sessions based on where he was leading her with these questions. I think something happened. I don't know if well, it, it didn't all help, happened. But he got
0: her shit face beforehand, right? I I mean, he, you know, they went through a a handle of Tito's is what I had read. And my sources have told me, so that probably didn't. Yeah. I I think the initial letters
2: credible. I think, I don't know. If anything, it's fucking terrifying.
1: It's very scary.
2: Like this is not a happy uh, alien abduction thing like oh, Betty man. and Dreason was having a, a blast, right? I think part hers was that she thought they were angels the whole time, like, she never really interpreted <laughs> I'm them as Jesus. <laughs> yeah. just,
0: like, all this shit's happening, she just didn't get it.
2: She was like, Oh, okay, she loved it, but
0: <laughs> Jesus is in the next room, <laughs> hallelujah! <laughs>
2: like, this is fucking scary. The books, the, the book Intruders is scary to read, especially when you smoked a bunch of weed and you're chilling at night, right? Well, yeah. It is yeah. uh It's spooky.
1: If
0: I see that uh, a gray like that walking down my hallway, like I'm ge- I'm leaving. I'm not coming back to my house. Look, any minute now, it's there's gonna be a gray <laughs> in your window because it's just fucking inviting <laughs> anything to just show up. It's You're almost let you like, know if I see a gray? yeah. Please okay. let me know. All right, you'll invite it in probably, and Then I'll have to fuck it because I already went on record and said I would. <laughs> I hope it's hot.
2: <laughs> that almost seems like just like a little rip in, you know our reality for a second like something that she, she wasn't supposed to see Yeah, like she just saw it sure because right technically with all the different dimensions there could be something just hanging out in here in this room and we wouldn't be able to see it it just it bent real quick and yeah and i think she was susceptible to you know to seeing stuff like that it's all varying degrees of everything i think yeah i i don't like I said, I'm not like full 100% like I'm, I believe every aspect of this. Sure. Her initial story and letter, I think, is
1: pretty credible. I'm not convinced it's 100%, you know, start to finish true. But
0: But that, that doesn't also mean that she's not, she is being dishonest, right? She might actually believe that this happened. Yeah. Like if someone we might if say, he, yeah, we don't, we don't believe. Sure. That that if happened. some if your hypnotist is planning these memories in your head. Right. And to me, that makes a huge difference when we do these stories to the people who, you know, we think are just leading us on and trying to make a buck or, you know, trying to get their name out there as opposed to, you know, she thinks this actually happened. Okay.
2: I don't think Bud Hopkins was trying to do anything, you know, negative, like negative here, like trick anybody or he was a true like believer sure yeah. and he but maybe skewed towards the path he wanted this to go down but
0: he also yeah. wasn't trained to do some of that stuff
2: right you know he's self-taught hypnotist right yeah yeah well, that's yeah you, know, you know he yeah that's a different
0: thing you know
2: it's not it's not jl Allen hynek you know oh picking out a hypnotist that's doesn't have anything to do yeah. with, you know so it's problematic right where do you go hypnotists are us for that so i think, think so i want mm-hmm. yeah I have a, a
1: hypnosis for dummies book upstairs. Oh, yeah? Anytime you want to try it, Pally.
2: I, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to get
1: my wife to let me hypnotize her. She's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm doing that. Like, any, you know, like make a keyword or something. Anytime yeah. you snap your fingers, she'll do whatever you want. It's called
0: a safe word, Dave.
1: <laughs> I don't want a safe word.
0: My safe I want a word. trigger word. I would always be like, just so you know, my safe word is, please keep going. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what you want.
1: <laughs> Euro trip was the keyword, like Van der <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we talk about that Wait, movie. Did so you
0: say so Van der <laughs> We talk about that movie so damn much. We're gonna have to do that for a necker uh, movie. it's one of the best movies. It's so goddamn funny. <laughs> People are gonna get pissed when they when it turns out that we're just doing comedies every fucking <laughs> month. <laughs> movie 43 i want to do the burbs we're gonna do fucking euro trip <laughs> at some point we're gonna do big trouble in little china oh there you go <laughs> people are like this is not what i signed up for you give me a horror movie and it's fucking what is it part five we did <laughs> yeah. ridiculous like this, you you assholes are stealing from me at this point so i'm giving this a partially true rating like I, i'm not we sure didn't the finish f- the notes yet didn't eh, we? okay partially true well, i
1: thought that's where we are at. We
0: can continue I'm good to go keep going with that. We don't have to be linear here.
1: We do whatever we want. It's our show.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree. I don't know if I believe any of this happened, but I don't think that Kathy's openly being dishonest. I think she thinks something happened. And like you said, Ian, I I don't think Bud set out to like manipulate this. He just was a believer and maybe didn't go about the hypnosis sessions the right way. The best of
1: intentions, if you will. Sure.
2: Just as a wrap up, uh, we talked about in part one that Kathy's sister, Laura Davis had her own experiences. So real quick on a Sunday afternoon in 1965, Laura was driving and out of nowhere, she felt the need to pull off of the main road and park behind a church. Next thing she knows it's dark outside and a bright round light is rising up from her car until it's gone. Laura did one hypnotic regression session where during a period of two hours that were missing, she recalled being lifted into the UFO. She could see the parking lot, almost like an out-of-body experience, but her car wasn't there. Inside the UFO, she saw a long table and three gray-skinned beings, but they were real shadowy, and she couldn't make out much else. At that point, the regression faded, like she wasn't able to pull any more out, and Laura didn't want to dig any deeper. She basically told Bud, fuck this, I'm done, don't want to know anymore.
0: Laura is the realest motherfucker in the whole story <laughs> <world. laughs> Because I think I'd be the exact same way. I, if we take
1: everything at face value, the whole family is targeted
2: here. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's just that the, like you said, the shit, that's on the, whatever they use to make people forget just didn't work on them as well.
0: Is this the only story? There's got to be more. But UFO abduction stories where a family is targeted like this? no and there's mean, there's other s-
2: accounts of it is there you no know, yeah
0: like betty barney hill if you believe that one they were together at the time so of course it was both of them right but to go on and on like this and then it almost involve the kids you know and haunting them that's, that's a weird one
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fucking scary
1: and it goes along the same lines of maybe genetically they're not you know the whatever they used to cover their tracks the veneer they try to pull over your eyes doesn't work yeah, for that whole family. So if it doesn't work for one person, it makes sense it wouldn't work for the family. Sure.
0: What happened to the kids? The kids ever do anything? The Robbie and uh, no, not that I know. Serial killers? They murdered like four <laughs> <back other> people. Because <laughs> yeah, their mom. Not the nothing, nothing <laughs> too big. We gotta stop. She's gonna come after us with that Mister
2: UFO man money. <laughs> Still burying this fucking guy. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm not burying him. I'm sure he's got love. <laughs> that. No, I'm not, I'm not
2: burying page. UFO Man. I didn't listen to And I really him
0: don't up. mean... Yeah, I don't mean to do that. Like, the guy's just having a good time, living his life. They were, like, doing a Zoom call, I think, with
1: her, and they had uh, their filter. It was him, like, another guy who was kind of facilitating
0: for UFO Man,
1: and they both... <laughs> oh, had, UFO Man
0: has a facilitator? We don't have a fucking facilitator on our Zooms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they had, like... <laughs> I think some sort of Star Wars filter. So it looked like they were in a spaceship when nice. they were doing the show.
2: <laughs> They're taking that nineties graphics. <laughs> to zoom. It's
0: like straight up public access TV now
2: on the internet. Well, Debbie or Kathy, AK Debbie, her website is not great. No. As you could imagine. Neon blinking. No, but it, I mean, it's just that same, same vibe. It was made. She's in... selling stuff.
1: No, huh? she's just, Wants her name out there.
2: She's just talking about, you know, her experiences. She has a bunch of like. Um, Does
0: she charge for talking about her experiences? Like I, don't, think
2: know, she- I don't know. Interesting. You know, I,
1: yeah, I don't know. I believe this to some degree. I don't think. I'm fully on board with all of it, but I think something happened to this person.
0: I believe she thinks something happened. I'm not confident that anything did happen, but I think she
2: believes something happened. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Something's going on. Something's okay. Okay. Bye.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, any final thoughts on this one? Two parter. We don't do a lot of those with the UFOs and aliens. Though people corrected us last week when we when we first questioned that, and then they must have paused to the podcast, immediately got on social medias and scolded us, and then didn't listen another thirty seconds when we talked about how Skinwalker Ranch and Fire in the Sky was two parts. Fire in the Sky was two parts. I believe it was. Was it? Yeah. It's interesting. We had a few people tell us that it was. Certainly I don't remember. But I feel like that could have been a two parter. Travis Walton
1: was in the news the other day for something. Really? I don't remember what. The movie. Maybe it was just a new Blu ray release or so something. 80s. I don't know what it
0: was. <laughs> it's absurd. Are they still doing like Blu ray releases? Like that's a thing now? Like it's not just gonna be like on Amazon Prime and four K Ultra. Oh, yeah, for collectors. It's probably true. a four K release. Yeah. That's true.
2: That movie is worth watching just for the alien scene at the end. That's fucking I love, scary. I think that
0: movie's great. Which one? Fire in the Sky? Fire in yeah. the Sky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really we all, I watched it before we did the episode. DB Sweeney's
1: awesome in that movie. I just want to say DB Cooper. DB Sweeney. Was
0: DB Cooper a Patreon episode or was that a. I think it was. Yeah, it was Patreon. We never gave that one out for free. Mm-mm. And we never will. <laughs> It's <laughs> patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Also, and I know we said it before. I'll say it again because people still ask. If you go to Patreon and search us, we will not show up because we are listed as adult content. You literally have to go to patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Isn't that weird? Mm. we ever determine why that is? Well, it's not only fans, Dave. Come on. <laughs> Look, we're not, you know. I don't know. Are other adult content patreons just show up i don't know i just find it strange yeah how much how many people have not subscribed to us because they can't find us yeah it's and weird like, you know now that's beers in my cooler i'm missing out um, do we ever look into this maybe we should yeah i, I think, thought it was just Patreon cool. it. <laughs> i don't know I'm gonna look see, into see
2: this
1: smarter now. Smarter businessmen would have looked into this a long time ago. We're like, well,
0: but, okay. But when you give three drunk fucks from Medina a podcast that falls ass backwards into success, they don't know what the hell they're doing.
1: I
2: think
1: I'm gonna look into this. Doesn't seem right.
0: <laughs> the man's holding us down. Like, you literally can't go to Patreon and search Pod. We don't come like up. We're not fucking donkeys or something. So, <laughs> like, it's not bestiality podcast. A couple of potty words. Stop it. Maybe they gave like one of their interns are like, all right, just go grab a quick sample and see what you think. And it was like, you know, the worst of the worst. And I'm calling, you know, Betty Hill a crack whore or something. And when we were talking about how the... If you'd fuck a dog, it would have to be a golden retriever. Oh, yeah.
1: That was was a very weird conversation one time. And I assure you, I did not
0: start that conversation. But I was the only one with enough balls to answer that question. God, that was like three years ago, wasn't it? That was back when I still was like, no one's going to fucking listen to this. I was a different mic when this (laughs) podcast started. Because I was like, nobody is ever listening to this shit. Oh, that was golden retriever fucking mic. Yeah, Yeah, you got to ignore that guy. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, fuck, people are listening to this. I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> and before anyone asks, no, that mic is dead. It's not coming back. <laughs> I gotta be professional, mic now.
1: He got fl- he got chlamydia <laughs> from a, a rabid golden retriever, and he died. Right. this, yeah. this mic's here now. Yep. <laughs> so I was fucking this golden retriever. <laughs>
0: what episode was were we on? Know, and how I the fuck know. did we get? To I have that? No idea. Oh my goodness, that was like in its our infancy.
2: Yeah, I get scared to even, I'd be scared to listen to any of that now.
0: Yep, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> I mean, I don't even listen now to all these shows, but I don't want to hear any of that past stuff for sure. I 100% didn't take it seriously <laughs> back then. 100%. I was legit just getting drunk with my buddies, and it was like, ah, oh, this will be over soon. And just, you know, when I would come over and we'll watch wrestling, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is like a thing. People are listening. I better <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right. We got uh, the people who actually did find us on Patreon signed up this month. We got some uh, new patrons. Thank you very much to Ron Jambo, Ben from Black Beach, Unica Omos, Rochelle Korn, Alexis Bunch, John Long, JM, Ken Tift, Christy, Andrea R- Runnels, Alan Winterly, Tony Steve, Kinga Simega, Marissa, Aaron Bratu, T Wack, Stephanie Billiou, Mr. Mugs Cox, Mike Bogensberger, Mrs. Jones, Christopher Arnold, Stephanie Curtis, Amanda Keaton, Nutsack, <laughs> Jack Stelter, <laughs> Biggest Dickus, Ryan, B Squared, Zaman Trumbo, Shrimpin, Chris Van Wagen, Cliff Paquette, Wilma Dicklift, Gregory <laughs> Leopold, Blake Sloan, Melissa Dayton, Hope Brownhill, Chris Bruchet, Robin Kima, Christopher Knight, Robin Kaima, I'm sorry, Christopher Knight let's hug with shirts off Alex Nagley, Joshua Lignoski. (laughs) Thank you all very much. We are at patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Apologize for that delay. The let's hug with shirts off came out like with all those little weird Uh, symbols and stuff. So I was trying to figure out what he was saying.
2: Anyways, thank you all very much.
0: Uh, Patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Ian, what do you got
2: for iTunes? I have one for, Antonic 33, TC 32374, SC MBBY 666. Yeah. Kingman King BG. Mark versus Food. Do you want to address Mark versus so Food? I, I
1: saw the Mark versus Food review and it was a very nice review. Although it was only two stars. So I don't know if
0: motherfucker tapped the wrong button i think of
1: mark versus food is unfamiliar with how to hit the five star button and <laughs> accidentally hit the two star but it seemed based on my interpretation of the words included in his review that he would have meant to hit the five star button not the two star button mark if you're out there, you can update this status and go back in there and hit the five-star if, indeed,
0: that is what you intended <laughs> to do. Or just the nicest two-star review we've ever had. That would yeah.
2: be hilarious if it was meant to be a two-star. Like, no, 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 you guys are two out of five. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you're uh,
0: good, but you're not. You're twos. Can you imagine what he would write for a five-star? That would be the <laughs> most kind. glowing review of all time.
2: <laughs>
1: that was entertaining, though. Thanks, Mark.
2: Uh, Logan Gillum. Rip Jade zero three zero nine and Chase DC ninety three. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. Samantha loves Dave. Didn't a new review this week?
0: Guess not. <laughs> okay, let's check. Have
1: <laughs> you got anything? No. Nah, I just wanted to roasted. I want to roast Mark for his uh, ability to hit the five star button. But you know, whatever you
0: want to do, buddy maybe he stands by that who knows maybe he does We'll maybe see it's where we what he up. intended to do i don't know you might be shouting him out next week saying hey thanks pal <laughs> thanks for the one star mark <laughs> you fuck <laughs> the other way you gotta go the other way right. we are on twitter facebook instagram youtube at necronomapod amazon.com search necronomapod for all of our merch necronomapod.com we have stickers still available and as we said 100 times this show, patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Appreciate you guys listening.
2: All right. You guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers.